Hey everyone, welcome to The Dance Diaries. I'm Carol. And I'm Kim. Welcome everyone. Welcome. And today on our episode, we're going to be discussing stamina and rounds getting ready for pre-pro-am competition. So this is something that um, for me is definitely important and one of my top tips in terms of getting ready 30 days, even many, many many months out, but most especially in the 30 days leading up to the competition. And I wanted to just talk today about having the stamina and the ability to be able to attend and get through the competition. Because, you know, you can be physically fit and all of that, but if you're not getting ready with the back-to-back dancing uh, requirements, meaning that what happens if you have to get out there and you're doing multiple rounds, multiple heats, mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody who's competed understands this, oh, yes. and you have to make sure your breathing is in check, you have to make sure that you're physically able, and uh, I just like to discuss that because that to me is one of the top tips in getting yourself ready, and it's more than just um, being physically fit, it is being able to relate that to how you're going to go do your dancing. Do you see it the same way, Kim? I'm just wondering. Oh, a hundred percent. I feel like, um, there's all kinds of preparation that goes into, you know, 30 days out, um, preparing for a competition, as you said, including mindset and everything, but the physical part of it. And I think the best way to do that ladies is really get out there and start doing your rounds. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot to have to be dancing for 30 seconds or 60 seconds, but remember in competition format, your energy is going, you're expending lots of energy more than you normally would in a practice round in your studio. So I think there's lots of preparation that goes into, into that. And you know, it's funny that you, you struck on something that's also important when you're expending more energy. I also think that you, you get really easily wound up. I don't know about you, but when you're out there performing, at least for me, I sometimes can, can get a, a little over energized, right? Agreed, so, and yeah. so that can deplete you of your typical, uh, physical fitness energy, I guess. I don't know if I said that right, but you see where I'm going so much. Mm-hmm. So there's another element here too. And I don't know if you even think about this, but there's a food element, right? Mm-hmm. How, how do we feed our bodies so that they'll perform, you know, at, at peak performance on competition day? Oh, I'm terrible. As well <laughs> as avoiding injury. That's a whole nother topic. Oh, well, that's yes. another. But if I were to, so the, the food thing, over the years, I've been dancing for about 12 years uh, in various pro-am competitions. And on the food side, I have done, where I felt the best is when I've sort of watched what I was eating leading into uh, the competition. So I felt more fit and lean and so on. And this wasn't about losing weight. It was just about feeling not less bloated and mm. all of that. But when I'm actually on the day of competition, I'm a terrible, terrible eater or the night before, but that's a whole other mm. subject. But I think you're going to that. It doesn't matter what that is. I think you're saying it's the combo of it all, right? Yeah. Or you're not going to be able to withstand what you're doing on the day of the competition. Right. So it's not even about like eat your favorite foods and everything because because it's not about, you know, um, a weight thing. It's more about feeding your muscles enough, you know, having enough energy, you know, Mm -hmm. like we hear about marathon runners, you know, eating a bowl of spaghetti right before they start running or three slices Mm -hmm. or four, how many slices of pizza, right? So what is it for you or what is it for me that works? And Mm -hmm. then how to be prepared that day, you know, depending on how many rounds you're doing. I know for me, I'm I'm constantly in between rounds. I'm having to feed my body, right? Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, you get lightheaded and your muscles start to ache and things like that. Well, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. why when you go to comps, 
sometimes they'll have um, some snacks out and stuff on the side. But uh, bananas for me are big, like in terms of, oh, yeah. you know, um, you know, making sure that I don't have the muscle aches and yeah. uh, it helps with that. I've, I've stolen bananas off of other people's tables. Uh, just, that's just what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But if I go back, if I think about the rounds, you know, what we started out, we were talking about doing rounds. Um, that right there, it gets, gets you kind of in the zone, I call it, right? So the zone of uh, being physically able to move from a style, um, I say this is style or just the dance that you're going to do in the style that you're competing. Mm. So let's say it's American rhythm, mm, right? Yes. And I know that you compete yep. that. Yep. So practicing going from, especially, you know, sometimes you'll, you'll go in, in a competition and they'll just, you'll do a cha-cha and then you have to sit down for 20 minutes and then you go up and you do Roomba, but sometimes not. Sometimes they'll have you doing it back to back, depending on, you know, what level you're in. So if you're in a bronze, or silver or gold level, sometimes your heats might be back to back and you need to be ready to go in and out of the zone and physicality, meaning right. being right. physically ready for those rounds. And what's worked well for me is when my studio has made us practice rounds mm. as part of pre-competition prepping. And then I also do that on my own. You so. know, I want to share this with you. I learned this from you. <laughs> you got and you, you and one of our friends. Um, when you used to share with me that that's what you did before yeah. your competition, and we never really did that. We would just go through our dances, our routines, but never actually, you know, going through rounds in the studio. Let's kind of explain what that means. It's actually playing mm -hmm. the music uh, and the timing that is being played at. You know, you hear the announcer and everything. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the cha-cha. And then now, ladies and gent gentlemen, the rumba. You know, so you're actually following the format of the competition dance floor and you're doing that in the studio. And this gives you a barometer, I think, yeah. that of, of what you need to work on in terms of your stamina. What's hurting you, your back, your legs, your, you know... Uh, is it, can you get through the cardio, right? Part of it. So totally. And, and the other thing is the performance factor of those rounds when you're doing it. So it, that, which is a, a topic in itself, but if I think of it, if the announcer, like Kim was mentioning, is saying going, starting with cha-cha and then, then you finish it off and you might do a bow or you might do something that you're practicing, then you need to move around the floor mm -hmm. of your practice studio, getting ready and set up for the next one and how you present yourself and getting ready for the start of your next, uh, right. you know, dance that you're going to do. And this is all the, um, the way you carry yourself, how you're doing the whole body, you right. know? I agree with you. And, and I, I will, I will say this as well. Mm -hmm. So when you do your rounds in the studio, you have a better time managing your emotions when you get to the competition dance floor. Do, do you, you think agree? so? Yeah. I mean, tell me about that. What, where did that work for you and not? Okay. So it's, it's very, it's kind of very simple. You know, it's like when you know your material, what, no matter what you're doing, you, you're more, you're ca more calm, right? So it's having that, you know, going, re I call it repetition and impact to really get it into your body, get whatever combinations that you and your instructor are mm -hmm. working on, get them down. So when you're on that dance floor, you're just thinking about Having number one, having fun, guys, right? Number one, having and fun. By the way, and that is everywhere you go, 
every professional instructor, if you've had the the luxury of, of dancing, pro-am, uh, any coach, any interviewer will always, you will always hear people say, just have fun, guys. Just go out there and enjoy the joy. But then let's get to the real stuff behind, behind it all. Exactly. In order to have joy, you've got to do some of these things, Can right? Can I tell a funny yeah. story? Go, go. <laughs> Okay, here's a really funny story. This is all for like all the beginners because these are some of the mistakes that we make, right? <clears throat> so when you're first starting out in your pro-am dance world and you're, you know, starting out, you know, you're not starting out at a silver level, you're starting out at a much, you know, more bronze, bronze, mm-hmm. bronze level, right? So bronze level, ladies, your first heat could be at 7 a.m. in the morning. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. What a good point. So that's a great point. But mm-hmm. that's not the Worst part of it, first of all, me not being a morning person, here's my funny story. So hair and makeup, even though you're, your first heat is at 7 a.m., hair and makeup could be at 3.30 in the morning, depending on how large the, the comp is, depending on you're all gonna, You're going to freak yeah. people out. We're talking about... Hold on. Wait. I have a funny story. <laughs> this is a funny story. So my hair and makeup was, I think, at 4. So, you know, I just said I'm not a morning person. So that... that and, and it was... <laughs> one of my very, very first competitions. And I think it was the first time I ever competed in smooth style. We'll get there in a second. And we were doing a Viennese waltz. But let me say this to you. I was falling asleep in the makeup chair. <laughs> but anyway. Why didn't you just do get... it the, den the night before? This this goes to preparedness. Oh, okay. This goes to preparedness, right? So, and also I, it, you know, I need to have some food and I'm not a morning food eater. So I didn't do that the, this all goes to preparedness. And I need to do my supplementation. So we, we, we can talk about that. I, I take um, some supplements, you know, you know, all of that. And I did none of it. And so <clears throat> we were doing a Viennese waltz and my instructor literally picked me up off the floor and carried me across the yeah, It makes no sense. People can see that. <laughs> Just saying. This, so lesson, be prepared. So if you know that you're yeah. going to have to get up early in the morning get to sleep much earlier, have some, you know, do yeah. all of those things that, so that your instructor isn't carrying you across the floor. Right. And it, I'm, <laughs> in my uh, memories of the, that happening when it was a 7 a.m. start time, I was very nervous. And I would say for anybody who's just uh, new to the Pro-Am Dance uh, competition, you're probably <laughs> you know, agreeing here that that's a lot of stress. Not a lot of people are necessarily there at 7 a.m. So you're on a dance floor, not a lot of people around. It's your, it may be your first time. Mm. And and you don't know really what to expect. And so maybe even as a as an additional tip, if you ever have the chance to go watch one before you ever sign up for one, I think that that gives you the perspective of what goes on on the dance floor. I went straight into um, just being at one. <laughs> I've never seen one before. So it didn't, you know, it was all new and very overwhelming. But I, while I enjoyed it, I'm more of a morning person than you are. Mm. I, I was able to, you know, handle what that was all about. But mm. well, I have a secret. <clears throat> Here's my secret. I wanted to get to the silver level so badly so that I can start my rounds after one o'clock in the afternoon. Well, they're not all like that. I mean, <laughs> not you can have silver yeah, rounds at 10. I, you know? I did actually, I think my last competition, I forget, there were so many competitors that silver started at seven. You're making me laugh with the bronze to silver, <laughs> you know, so everybody, it takes a while. It really depends no, I, on, I, I, you know, I'm just saying, but I, I wanted, my, I, your I, didn't, goal I didn't give a time frame of how long was it took So me. that you could start later yes, in the day. Yeah. Okay. 
That's all right. Yeah. Because one of my friends was uh, um, a silver level dancer and I'm like, how come she's not here? And I looked at the heat, the, you know, the heat list and she wasn't starting until two o'clock. And I said, that's my goal. (laughs) I want to go back to the rounds thing because Mm -hmm. when I was thinking of what we didn't say to each other in the rounds is that you might be practicing rounds. Like in my early pro-am dance time, I used to do rounds, but I was the only one in the studio. And it might've been because maybe the time I was practicing was at 8.30 at night and there were a lot of people around. The rounds that I have seen uh, people do today is with everybody that's planning to go compete, there is a scheduled time where the studio that I'm in will arrange that and they all go get ready for rounds, meaning it's a organized event and the folks arrive and you'll have multiple people on the floor. So your rounds are not just yourself getting ready with the dances you're going to do, but you have to navigate around other people, which is more of uh, a similar scenario to what you're going to face when you're on the competition dance floor. And I thought that was really clever because it prepared you for how to navigate around other people rather than just yourself. Although there are stages to that kind of preparedness uh, going into it. Yeah. And I think, I think, so, um, I think that's amazing. My studio, I think you have to have a studio that has multiple competitors, mm-hmm. you know, and competing in the same competition with different instructors. My studio is a little bit smaller, so we don't have that much of an opportunity to do that, but that's a really great idea. I mean, I think uh, that's what I, I'm suggesting is depending on the level of readiness, uh, you know, there's options that people do that can get you even more, you know, that kind of scenario might even get you more ready, but definitely doing it with your instructor is a, yeah. is a top tip of ours that we both agree to. Right. Right, so. And I, and I think, you know, navigating through around people um, while you're on the dance floor is really good. That's typically the pros, mm-hmm. you know, um, job. And I think for, for us and for me, like knowing, you know, knowing your combinations, the, best you can and Mm -hmm. the timing so that you don't have those nervous jitters, you know, when you're Mm -hmm. on the dance floor. It's it's kind of like getting it into your subconscious mind so that you can release certain energy that you need in other Mm -hmm. areas. That's good. Now, did you ever get the in same spirit of doing rounds? Did anyone ever teach you how to walk into the dance floor or how to present yourself in terms of starting and also exiting, meaning a bow and to walk off the dance floor. Was that something ever shown to you? Yes, we worked mm-hmm. a lot on that. And and for me, um, it, it kind of came naturally because I, I well, uh, you know, I have a little bit of a ballerina background, mm-hmm. ballet background. So that poise came a little bit naturally, um, but we worked a lot on, on the bow. That's great. Um, I mean, sometimes I had no idea. And I, I took a lesson on just learning how to bow. It's crazy, but it worked. And ever since then, I apply it and it works beautifully. So that's mm-hmm. such a great, j- just on that point alone. So we used to not bow after each round. It was a workshop I took, sorry. Yeah, not a lesson. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We used to not, it would be, if if he felt like, you know, letting me bow or not. And then um, at the time, my studio owner said at a certain level, you need to have her bow at ev- after every single round. And then I went and watched a competition where one couple did it and one couple barely mm-hmm. did it. And at the end of the dance, he just ex- escorted her off while the other couple was taking a beautiful bow. And I mm-hmm. thought, 
there was so much difference in the level of professionalism mm-hmm. to the bow. So that's a very good point, preparing for the entrance and the exit. Because ladies and gentlemen, ladies, mostly the judges are watching you from the sidelines. Sidelines. From the moment, the sidelines, not even when you're not competing, I think. That's I right. Mean, I'm not, to, we can certainly ask a judge on that. No, I have. However, um, but the entry at the heat deck, all from entry, because the judges only have so much time to assess um, who they're looking at. And they might say, okay, uh, they watch somebody walk in. What kind of poise do you have coming onto the floor, getting ready? That's right. And they're already scanning uh, what everybody looks like, just to kind of get a feel, I'm sure, for who's on the competition floor. So certainly if you're looking down or you're coming in like, you know, I don't know, like laughing or, you know, yeah, something or, like or, that. Yeah, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and and there's another point is, and, and yes, I did actually have a conversation with a with a adjudicator, a judge mm-hmm. about this and a high-level pro. And he said from the minute, and it's not only from the minute you walk into the ballroom, it's outside of the ballroom too, but not Mm -hmm. so much because you can still be your own person. But when you're in that ballroom, he, this person even said to me, don't be doing your hair. Don't be doing your makeup at the table. That should already be done. You should walk into that ballroom like you are the superstar that you are because, and the judges see, see that Mm. confidence right from there. Interesting. And if you have any emotions, like you want to cry or like, you know, mm-hmm. have an argument with your dance instructor, you don't do it in the ballroom. Well, that I agree. I mean, the I've seen both sides to that. Uh, you know, people, I, I'm stunned because I'm, I'm a real visual person. And as are you, I, I observe many things. And yeah. I have observed that. And I thought, I don't even like that, let alone the etiquette of the ballroom. But, but etiquette yeah, in itself is a whole yeah, other another thing. Another topic for I another mean, day. For me, but yeah. today's was just about, you know, the whole... The whole idea of doing rounds and having the stamina that's not just like the physical stamina, but also the the understanding that that at energy when you get out there that we started with, it's gonna it's gonna derive more energy out of you than you predicted. And so you have to be ready for um, you know, being someone that can handle that kind of pressure and that kind of uh, physical energy that's yeah, gonna come. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So during the year, just to share this with you, I'm always preparing, you know, I'm I'm in the gym, mm-hmm. you know, three three times a week about approximately three, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do stretching and yoga and and breathing and, and visualization and all of those things. And I think 30 days out, I may even step up that game a little bit more, not necessarily be in the gym more because you don't want to have your muscles contracting, but I may do more yoga, more stretching, um, you know, um, then, then of course I start what I call my, my fitness, my fitness diet. It's not really a diet, but it's really more in service to the foods that I need to feed my body and get my muscles prepared, Mm -hmm. you know, my cardiovascular, um, and I do supplementation as well. So I think the 30 days out, the preparedness in that sense gets a little bit more intense. It's not like the rest of the year or the rest of the time, I'm not paying attention to any of those things. I'm always in service to my dancing. That's just me. But I think the 30 days out, it just gets a little bit more intense. For my preparedness, um, I am in the gym also. Um, I'll probably up my stretching more than anything. So I'm definitely doing that. And something you learned about me is I actually, in addition to the rounds that I might do with my instructor at the studio, I will add in doing my own uh, preparedness in the gym. I try to find like an aerobic studio and I will play my own rounds in music and I will go out and I will practice 
uh, being able to do this on my own, because I do believe that there is um, importance in being able to um, do the routine uh, with your own memory and your own ability to perform it without needing to be carried by your partner. While I understand we're being led by a partner, I do believe that you should be able to aim to perform and, and have the stamina to do that on your own, just from, from my perspective. And I bet that helps a lot with your balance as well, right? Yes. Yeah, so Even though we don't like hang on our instructors really, but you know, they, they are there for some balance things. And if you're doing it on your own two feet, now I've had some pros and cons to doing that on my own. So I'm going to share that with you. I did, I've had a couple of instructors that were like, well, you're doing it wrong by yourself. And so don't do it so yeah. often where you're practicing it the wrong way. However, for me, the idea is for me to do some self-correction. So if I'm taught how to do it properly, I will go and practice that on my own. And they notice those that are in favor of that will notice the improvement. And therefore my lesson will be far more productive the next time I'm in the studio with my instructor and especially 30 days out. So if there was some little item where we were really trying hard to uh, do that together and make sure it was going to look good for the competition, um, I would really focus on making sure that that works out okay. Yeah. So I want to share this, that to your point of, of learning on your own two feet during COVID. Oh my gosh. So I was doing uh, Zoom, you know, face FaceTime with my instructor and I cleared my living mm-hmm. room floor and I was learning my, you know, co- new combinations you know, on my own. Two 30 feet. days ahead? No, no. I'm just oh, talking about okay. learning on your, dancing on your own, to, to your oh, point of to just, the dancing, of on, dancing your two on, feet. on your own two feet. Right. And I was nervous that I wasn't sure if I was going to bring it, bring that back into the studio once the studio reopened and to my happiness and surprise, it was one of the best things I ever did. Good. See, there you go. So it's so a couple of, so as we wrap up today, there yep. are some tips just in terms of Overall preparedness, I will say for me, it has to do with having the stamina to be able to get to a competition. The second thing for me is practicing rounds both inside your studio, whether you're doing it with your instructor, whether your studio has enough people going to comp where they can get uh, multiple uh, people doing the rounds in order to practice being and navigating around other people. Yep. And then for me, I do some work in the gym on my own. And for you? It's very much the same as well as, you know, sometimes I might even add more lessons, you know, because right. we need more practice time. Um, I'm definitely much more in service again to um, my mindfulness, um, you know, other things that I'm focusing on during those 30 days, take a backseat to my focusing on my visualizing my outcome for my competition. We'll get to that in an- mm-hmm. another episode. Um, my stretching, my yoga, my breathing, and my food intake. And I think all of those things go mm-hmm. to preparedness. And then we have to start thinking about what dresses we're going to wear, what shoes we're going to wear, or, you know, all of those things. So mm-hmm. That's going to be stay tuned, guys. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. And press subscribe and like if you enjoyed these topics yeah. today. And also, let us know. Give us some, some suggestions and comments for our topics. Everything is open for discussion. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.